Here we go. This, uh, <clears throat> we are still in the faith and discipline topic all year long. Uh, and, and we spent, remember those first three months talking about the disciplines of our faith? And uh, then we spent three months in Ecclesiastes, which was uh, kind of along the lines of what not to do uh, until the end when it said, fear God and obey his commands. And now we're in Romans. And we started last week with give me the good news first because Paul said to us, uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Because it's the power of God under salvation. And that was the good news. The gospel is good news. The word gospel means good news. And so we, we took the good news first and understand that God has made a way. God has made a difference. God has provided a salvation for us and given us a redemption and a regeneration. And, and we, 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 not only do we need to speak Jesus, we need to live it. And, 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 and that being the second priority uh, that we like to talk about around here is living Jesus. It, it's about being who God called you to be, being who God has provided for you to be. Uh, and yet, now the bad news. You ready? Romans 1, 18 to 25, you can read it with me. It says, for God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness. I, I just feel like I have to say that with a growl in my voice. Sorry. Against all godlessness and unrighteousness. Probably comes from my roots. But he, anyway, I'm going to start over. For God's wrath is revealed against he, from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God shown it to them for his invisible attributes that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made as a result people are without excuse for though they knew God they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude instead their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. Listen to this. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served what has been created instead of the Creator who is praised forever. Amen. Let's pray. God, today I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your word every day. Thank you, God, it's your desire to reveal not just commands, not just uh, dictates of behavior, not just do's and don'ts, but God, your desire is to reveal yourself to us. So God, help us to see you in your word so that God, we might fulfill that prayer of Jesus, that we might know God, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. So God, today, as we look at this very serious passage in, in the book of Romans. God, help us to not merely uh, step into a, a, an ideology 
God help us to just get a glimpse of you. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's confession time, right? We're talking about sin today, so we're, we're going to do confession. Y'all ready? Just checking. All right. Anybody here in the room this morning ever drop your cell phone into a cup of coffee? Raise your hand. <laughs> Linda, I'm sorry. Had no, you just came in from New Jersey. Had no idea. Linda had dropped her cell phone. Anybody else? See, here you go, here you go. That's a big confession, isn't it? Right? So here's what you do after you do it once. What do you do? You take measures not to ever do it again. Right? It's like you got your cup of coffee, your phone's over here. Right? Isn't that what you do? Well, same thing. You know, I thought about this this morning, and and I'm not going to ask y'all to raise your hand on this. But I have heard of people who have dropped their cell phone, yes, in the toilet. See, people are nodding. Right? (laughs) No, Sam, you didn't. Well, see, that's the thing. So, we we know the move, right? Right? Two times? No! Not two times! Please, come on! Folks, the point of today's message is that sin is bad news. We can't soft-pedal sin. We can't step back and say, well, it's okay, it's just little. It's, it's not that, 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 that big a deal. Oh, God is love, God is forgiving. God, 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 God will, oh, guess what? Sin is wickedness. And it's bad news. Um, I'm going to give somebody a chance to to be the good student today. Teacher's pet, you ready? Who can quote for me the golden rule? Hmm? I, 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 I remembered Linda's name and it was effective for the coffee thing. Tell me, Elaine. Yes, right. Or in, in Matthew 7, 12 where it says, do unto others. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them this is the law and the prophets. This is Matthew 7. This is the, the, the Sermon on the Mount. This is the idea that I, whatever you want others, the way you want people to treat you, treat them that way first, whether they treat you that way or not. Right? Anybody ever heard of the silver rule? It's the backside of the golden rule. All right? The backside of the golden rule is don't do to others what you don't want them doing to you. Right? All right, so we've established a principle, and I've told you this before, that what you say out the front side of your mouth is always communicating out the back side of your mouth. If I said in this room right now, if I said that, that, uh, all right, so he's a chef, right? So I say, Guy Royal makes the best chicken livers I ever ate. Right? What am I telling everybody else? Yours aren't that great. Right? That's the backside of the statement. So, in the context of sin is bad news, James 4, 17. Now, we're studying James on Wednesday nights, right? If you're here on Wednesday nights, we're doing James on 4, 17, and we're going to get to it on a Wednesday night. It is sin to know the good to do and not to do it. Man. 
to know the right thing to do and not to do it is sin for us. That even goes on to say it is sin for him. See? Uh, th- th- this idea of James 4, 17 is, is, is God has given us a prescription for life. God has given us a, a, a salvation and a redemption that changes not just uh, our membership or our behaviors and attitudes, but in Christ, it, the intention is, is that our absolute identities be changed. Right, that we are in Christ, we are new creatures. That we 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 no longer travel and follow after the ways and things of the world, but we commit ourselves, we dedicate ourselves, we we invest in doing what pleases God. Okay, what's the backside of that particular verse? To know the wrong thing to do, and to do it—that's <laughs> sin. Okay, so when I look at this passage and I'm like, wow, this, this is, this, this. what are we dealing with today, y'all? What's going on in the world around us? What, what, what does the, the society and the culture look like today? You know, this, this, this is one of those, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, uh, Scott and I were sort of communicating this. There, there are a couple of topics that when you're speaking to a group large enough that you start talking about what's in this text today, inevitably people get up and walk out. I've had it happen to me. Scott's had it happen to him. You get up and talk about, let's say, abortion. People walk out. You get up and talk about, shall we say, uh, relational deviancy. (laughs) Did you like that word? (laughs) You laughed, guy. We talk about relational deviancy. People walk out because they want to put their own beliefs, opinions, and ideas about it ahead of what God explicitly says. Okay? Okay? Sin is bad news. So properly defined, sin is anything that misses the mark, that strikes off target. So you want to know, well, what's the mark? What's the target? The target is righteousness, holiness, ultimately perfection. Right? You know what? We're just in in Romans 1. We haven't even gotten to Romans 3 yet. Or 6. Or the rest of the Roman road. You see? Folks, God hates sin. God hates it. Now, people go, but God is love. God doesn't hate anything. All right, let me read for you. You ready? These are not in your file up there. So, I'm just going to read it and... Proverbs 6, most likely the pen of Solomon by inspiration of God. Verse 16, the Lord hates six things. In fact, seven are detestable. Verse 
arrogant eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that plots wicked schemes, feet eager to run to evil, a lying witness who gives false testimony, and one who stirs up trouble among brothers. Man, you know when somebody wants to bend my ear, talk bad about somebody, particularly within the body of Christ, I go, "Mm -hmm, God hates that. You stir up trouble in the body of Christ, God detests it. Okay? Psalms 11.5 The Lord examines the righteous, but he hates the wicked and those who love violence. People say, well, you mean God hates the wicked? God hates those who love violence. What does he know? God knows the heart of all mankind. God knows your heart. God knows my heart. God knows what you desire. God knows what you're already planning and scheming in your mind. And if you're planning and scheming wickedness, God hates it. Psalm 5, 4 and 5. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness, Evil cannot dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. Folks, I'm not making this up. I I didn't just specifically cherry pick those three verses because I wanted to make a point. This is God's word. Yes, I can turn to John 4, 7, and 8 and, you know, tell you that God is love and and that we have to love each other and that and that that God God has given us he loved us first which is the only way we can love each other you see so yes I can use those verses as well but but we cannot deny and ignore the fact that God hates wickedness okay all right Godlessness and unrighteousness. Godlessness and unrighteousness. So, so y'all are all here. Remember, I tell you, every time I say this, y'all are all here, yeah, y'all get the gold star. I'm glad you're here, right? If we did gold stars, you'd get one, but we don't do gold stars. So, godlessness without God, Or does Scripture paint the picture of those who are godless as being against God? That's what he's talking about. The folks who live lives that that defy and deny. Listen to it. Uh, For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power, divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made as a result we are without excuse godlessness here's the danger well let me finish the unrighteousness without God to ignore or even defy to go against God's design 
to go against God's plan, to go against God's purpose for our lives, that's godlessness. Unrighteousness. All right. All the right people, raise your hand. See? <laughs> See, y'all are scared to raise your hands when I say stuff like that. Everybody goes, I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> What's the point? Righteousness, that which is right. Remember the guy that walks up to Jesus and calls him good teacher? What does Jesus say? Why do you call me good? There is none good but the Father. I don't think Jesus is confessing sin there. But I think he's pointing out the human condition. Okay? So when we look at this and we think God hates godlessness and unrighteousness. Unrighteousness is not right. So that means it's wrong. James 4, 17. To know the right thing to do and not to do it. It is sin for you. To know the wrong thing to do and to do it. That's sin too. Hmm. Godlessness, unrighteousness. Point three. You ready? Everybody is. Everybody is. Godless and unrighteous. You know, we get to. Remember, I asked a couple of weeks ago, right? I asked a couple of weeks ago the question about uh, how many of you were led to Jesus by the, the outline, the Roman road. Several people raised their hand. That's a gospel presentation of the verses of Romans where, where, where it starts with the whole idea of Romans 3.23 that says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, the truth is, is that in the gathering in the word devotionals, if you get them and read them and watch the video and stuff, we, we did uh, Romans 1 verse 18, for God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Right now, I think I'm actually writing on Romans 3.23. We're all godless and unrighteousness unrighteous apart from God reaching into our lives and saving us changing us and yet we live in a world that denies first that God is God and denies that 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 God has a design for his creation. I'll give you some simplicity. You ready? And it comes from Jesus, so I know it's right. Do you know, I, I, when I lived in Georgia, um, we, we had this backyard, and there was this, I've told this story, but there was this monstrous, monstrous fig tree. And fig trees grow like some kind of creature. <laughs> And they just kind of, and then when the figs rot and fall off the tree because I don't eat them, my backyard is infested with bees because there's this, this pulpy looking greasy thing laying on the ground that you step on it. Like it's worse than a nanner, right? 
Do you know I never, ever, ever went out to that fig tree looking for apples? Not once. Matter of fact, I never went out to that fig tree and found an apple because the apple tree was on the other side of the yard. Right? So so when God works in our lives to, to change who we are, right? Then our lives no longer produce the fruit that they did before Jesus saved us, before we were forgiven of that sin. Our lives become fruit-producing trees that bring honor and glory to God. And we don't stand with unrighteousness and godlessness. See, remember I, I, when we were preaching through the Bible, well, no, I was doing something on Second Peter, and I said, you know, Peter is writing to our day. Roman Empire was a, 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 an amalgam of, of cultures and an amalgam of, of, of all of these different ideologies. And, and, and in the Roman Empire, each person leader ideology was like, I want to get you on my side. I want to get you in my group. If I can get you in my group, then what we're doing by joining my group is, is that we're telling everybody else that they're wrong. Folks, that's what's happening in this culture today. If I can get you to just admit that I'm right... What we've done is told everybody else that they're wrong. Well, I said back then when we were doing Peter, I said, you know what? I'm not on team whatever. I'm just, I'm just hanging out with Jesus. I'm not going to join your team or that team. I'm just hanging out with Jesus. But here's, here's a little further that goes with this text. If your team is involved in wickedness, I have to steer clear. I have to stay away from wickedness. I can't stand with you in wickedness. I can't stand with you in unrighteousness. I need to exalt the name of Jesus. I need my life to bring God glory. So, so, so I don't want to be in... I, I don't. I want to be identified with a team that denies the truth of God. Okay? That's what it says. His wrath revealed against those who in their, by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Because God has revealed himself in the fig trees and in the apple trees. You look at God's creation, God's creation points to the, 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 the infinity of God's purpose and design and plan. And, and for me to, to, to try to make a fig tree produce an apple is to deny God. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all, there are kids in the room. So I'm not going to dig this hole very deep. But if you're an adult here and you don't read all of chapter 1 of Romans and understand what it is God's talking about, then you're in denial. And, and, and quite honestly, the only place 
that denial can be used in this passage is in that verse 18 where, where in the CSB it says suppress. Some translations say who in their unrighteousness deny the truth. So last year when I was preaching God's story, remember that? I preached through God's, God's story. We went from Genesis to Revelation last year. And, and I was preaching God's story all along, right? And I told you, I said, God has called us to uh, read, study, affirm his word. He has not called us to edit it. Y'all remember that? However, in all of my best preaching classes, my professor says, you better know your audience. You better know who you're talking to. So I'm going to read this next little passage. And yes, here you go. Here's my confession to you. And now that I'm confessing it, you've got to forgive me. I'm going to edit out a couple of words because of folks who are in the room. But I want you to go read this on your own. Matter of fact, I had somebody say to me several years ago when the discussion was over Chick-fil-A. Not the current Chick-fil-A, but the old Chick-fil-A. So, <laughs> some of y'all recognize the nuance of that. But anyway, this person said, do you really believe what you said Sunday? I flipped open a Bible right there in his presence, opened it to Romans 1. I said, read that chapter. He read Romans 1. He closed the Bible. He said, never mind. Folks, it's plain. Now I, I understand that there are groups in and organizations and people who are trying to reinterpret Romans 1 and say, oh, that's not what he was talking about. Okay, you, may, you decide. Here you go. That is why God abandoned them. Abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way and instead indulged in each other. And the men, instead of having normal relationships, burned for each other. Men did shameful things. And as a result of sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They're heartless. They have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do those things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet. They encourage others to do them. Can I tell y'all something? Sin 
breaks God's heart. And sin should break our hearts. Not excuses, not justifications, not rationalizations. We should see sin the way God sees sin. And it should break our hearts. See, God made us new in Christ. We're new creations. Do you know Jesus this morning? See, I knew preaching this, I thought, oh, I've been preparing for it for weeks now, months even. You know, when I started outlining, I thought, all right, how do I, God, how do I do this? Because the minute I preach and finish what I believe God has given me to share with you, folks in the room, maybe in this room, maybe not, <coughs> folks in the room are going to try to figure out how they can get around what your word says, God. Because guess what? We got to go back home. We, we got to go back to our family members. And, and some of our family members are identified in that text. Some of our friends are, are in there, God. How, how can I believe that and still love the people in my life? I'm going to say this to you. It is exactly not loving them if you don't tell them what it says. Okay? So, we leave here this morning with this challenge. Don't identify who you want to go target with this. Identify who you want to go love with this. Let them know God loves them. Well, as a matter of fact, God loves you. Maybe you're in this room and you don't know salvation. You, you've never trusted Jesus with who you are. Well, that's where it starts. You can't have this perspective apart from knowing Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you don't know Jesus, you'll be at odds with this perspective. You see? So if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Man, love to introduce you to him. You know, it was really funny. Last week I had planned to baptize two people because two of my neighbors had, had received Christ and trusted Christ and they wanted to, they wanted to be obedient and follow Jesus. I said, all right, we'll baptize y'all Sunday morning. Yay! Well, by the time we got to Sunday, we baptized nine because people said, no, I, I need to follow Jesus. So if you don't know Jesus, we want you to know Jesus. Maybe you know him, but, but you've got this conflict that goes on in your heart and mind. Guess what? We're going to get to Romans 7, I promise. If you know what that means, that's a nuance also. We'll get to Romans 7 where Paul says, yeah, the thing I want to do, I don't do. The thing I don't want to do, I end up doing. Oh, wretched man that I am. Exactly. Maybe you're a believer. Maybe you're following Jesus, but there's conflict. When there's conflict with Jesus, the only answer is surrender. Maybe you want to be a part of the gathering. Man, come, come, come be a part of what God's doing. All right? The good news is God loved you so much. He sent his one and only, only begotten son to die in your place so that anyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. 
That's where the gospel begins, y'all. John 3, 16. We're going to sing one more song. You get the opportunity to, to respond however God leads you to respond. I'll be right here. I'll pray with you about anything you want to pray about. And particularly, though, anybody in here that doesn't know Jesus, step out. First note, boom, come down here, all right? Let's pray. God, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. I can't back off of it. I mean, when I get to it, I got to preach it. And so, God, thank you for giving it to us. But, God, my prayer is, is that, that we hear you. God, I know me. <coughs> I know the struggles of my life. I know my pride. I know, I know my anger and my, my hostility in, in things. And, and so, God, I, I confess that before you right now. And I ask, God, that, that you continue to refine and shape and make me into the image of your son, Jesus. But, God, this morning we bow before you, thanking you that you made a way for all of us. God, indeed, you made a way for the world. People who are, who are deceived by things like ideology and identity and, 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 and which is actually the deception of the prince of the power of the air. So God, my prayer would be that today we would see you clearly and God, that we'd run to you. Thank you that, yes, sin is bad news. So God, help us to, to run away from sin. God, hear our, hear our voices as we sing. God, help us to praise you. But God, as we praise you, help us to answer you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.